Hello, everybody out there, and happy holidays, and welcome back to another edition of the Empty Bleachers podcast, brought to you by your good pal, your good buddy, your good friend, Mike, and Tushar. Tushar, how are you doing out there today? I'm good. I'm just looking at the NBA news and some other news at the moment, because a lot happened last night, which we will discuss soon. Yeah, so in this episode, we will be touching on the NBA and what's going on there, uh, some NFL news, and also we will quickly touch on the the devastating news of the passing of John Hubbard, um, also known to the world as either Luke Harper or Brody Lee. Uh, we'll touch on that and uh, maybe look back on some of his uh, big matches in that, in case you want to take, take some time to look him up if you haven't watched any of his professional wrestling matches uh but first we'll start on nba and tushar i know that you're fired up about a couple things so i'll let you take the wheel here and uh go ahead and pipe off ah, clippers or clippers i i have no i don't know what to say losing by 50 points down by 50 points after the first half which has never happened since the shot clock era started, which was when Bill Russell started playing, which was like a hundred years ago. Well, not hundred, but when you get the point, it's it's embarrassing. I I'm not gonna uh, I'm not gonna say the team is bad and like I'm not gonna uh, judge them for one regular season game, but that's just embarrassing. Like, how can you lose to a team? By 50 points. I'm not saying Maverick, uh, Dallas Maverick is a good team. They're as good of a team as Clippers are. And Clippers were missing uh, Kawhi Leonard. But Dallas was also missing uh, Porzingis. So it's like it was... The stakes was were like equal. Like both teams were equal. Uh, Luka didn't pop off. He had 24 points. I guess 12 assists or something like that, which is his normal game. It's nothing spectacular, just a normal game. That's what you expect from Luka. But uh, the fact that they lost by 50 points and then they came out after the game in the press conference saying, oh, we weren't ready to play. We weren't in the right mindset. And I'm just sitting there like, you're getting paid millions of dollars for like, you at least for one game, you're getting like half a million dollars or something like that, to play one game. And you're saying you weren't ready because you were partying on Christmas? I get it. It sucks to come back a day after, a day or two after Christmas and play these games. But you signed up for it. If you Damn, don't want to go through with it, don't take that money. If they're at their partying, James Harden must be hiding somewhere in the shadows. He's probably at that game as well, not wearing a mask. I'll 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 tie back to that as well. That that's also something I want to talk about. But it's just Clippers are in an embarrassing place right now. Uh, I still think they are a championship contender. I still think they have some good pieces. It's just the fact that if they keep playing like that and Paul George every every second night he's gonna act like he's gonna go back to his pandemic Paul George playing style they they're not even going to get out of the first round this time because the league is strong like both the east and the west i got stronger in the off season so i don't even know what they're thinking i would say Uh, that the league has adapted well to what this bubble looks like uh the games i find are a lot crisper this year of course coming out the gate the first night yeah there was some rusty teams and whatnot but overall uh, it looked really good the 
the players maybe just due to the fact that it's a shortened off season, they look like they're already in mid season form, at least some of them. Uh, so I feel that they've really adapted to this bubble, what it looks like and are playing, playing really good basketball right now. Some of them are actually playing really good basketball. Um, one thing I also would like to touch uh, on is we shouldn't have had any Christmas games this year, or the season shouldn't have started on Christmas game, uh, Christmas Day. Christmas Day games have been, it's a tradition for NBA. Like, for so many years, we have been watching, like, these crazy encounters. Uh, the Miami Heat versus the Lakers back in 20, 2013 or 2014 when Wade and LeBron versus Kobe. Uh, then the Golden State Warriors versus the uh, versus the Cavaliers two or three years ago. Christmas Day games, Christmas Eve game, Christmas Day games, whatever you want to call it, are really special. It's like, a, it's like, I know it's, it means something to the people watching basketball. And this year it kind of got ruined because the season started on the 23rd or 22nd and then the Christmas games were three days later. Like, none of the games on Christmas Day were good. Like, like all of them were trash. Like none of them were good. So I, I, I'm just saying, I just think they did a mistake. They made a mistake with that. And just next time, don't do that. If you're starting season, don't start it near Christmas because either I'm, have good Christmas games or don't have them at all. I'm gonna counterbalance that. Uh, the NBA is well known for their Christmas Day games. Other leagues have joined in, such as the NFL running the Vikings and the Saints on christmas day which was a which was a good game uh i will agree that the games didn't really live up to the hype that uh, some years have seen of course teams are still trying to shake off uh, a little bit of rust but as the nba as you said it's a tradition you need to do it uh especially this year with with what christmas looks like to a lot of people a lot of people spend christmas alone and having the nba games it was something that they could look forward to so even though the games weren't up to snuff compared to other years, I feel that they did the right thing by running them. Uh, they can't really control what the games look like in terms of how good the actual game is. But I feel that in terms of tradition and also giving your fan base a little bit of something extra, I feel that they did the right thing. Uh, like, I, I get... I, you're right. <laughs> Where you're coming from it all right that's it sense. now on to the next subject Mike. <laughs> <laughs> well moving on to the lakers <laughs> oh yeah mike's out so <laughs> so i want to talk about kyle kuzma a little bit because uh hey, in the last podcast shoot, i said it shoot or shoot, <laughs> shoot, or shoot. <laughs> in the last podcast i was a little bit hard on him although it wouldn't matter because he will never hear it but you know i i just think that he was put in so much pressure last year. He was a regular starter, and then he was made to be a third-string bench player. I watched the game last night, and it looks like the, the Kyle Kuzma I used to like. Like, when there was no LeBron, there was no AD, it was Kyle Kuzma, Brandon Ingram, Lonzo Ball, and then Kyle Kuzma was the best player on the team at any given night. That's, the Kyle Kuzma, that's what Kyle Kuzma looked last night. And I I hope he can keep up to that standard for the for like the whole season, because if he does, and if he does it for the next couple of years, Lakers are gonna sign him with good money. 
Like he's already on team for like the next two years. So basically this year and two years after that. And then he has a player option after those two years. If he plays well and if he can prove to be a player who can get you 20 points, three to four. He, he's a really good defender. I know why people don't see it as well, but he's a really good defender. And he had like two or three blocks yesterday. And he had some really good assists, good rebounds. If he can be that all-round player who can get you 20 points on any given night, I, I won't be mad at the money they gave him. Like, because well, there are some, there are some the players. Thing, the thing that I like that the Lakers are doing this year is that they're letting their other guys get a little bit more time. Of course, you want to ride uh, James and Davis, but LeBron is getting up there in age, and Davis does have a history of injuries. So by giving a couple minutes to guys like Kuzma and like Morris. Horton Tucker, just giving these guys a couple extra minutes to really find themselves in the game will really help the Lakers long term. Not only not only trying to make the run to the playoffs, but as you said, uh, a couple years from now, LeBron's LeBron's going to retire at some point. Like I know everybody loves LeBron, but he's getting old, and so you really need to start building your future. And the debates always come up when you sign LeBron James. You're kind of selling your soul in the ways that they don't have a lot of draft picks. No, and so building that team for the next couple of years is going to be rough. If you want to see a dynasty that starts to crumble real fast, look at Golden State. Oh. There, like I know the injury, the injuries have stacked up against them, but that's a team that was a juggernaut. But because you have that long-term success, even without trading all your picks away like the Lakers did, it's hard to rebuild and come back because once the injury bugs, once once you, those draft picks don't start working out it becomes an issue and you start to get those couple lean years where you're just kind of hanging around and the Lakers don't want that because one, they're the Lakers and number two, without having those draft picks, you have to build from within. So they're doing the right thing. I hope that it stays this way. It's easy to do that when you're winning right now being two and one, but uh, yeah. hopefully they don't go back to their old ways. If they start getting another couple losses under their belt, uh, because they're going to need those guys. Because there's a couple teams that are really, really going off. Um, a big one is the Nets. Uh, wow, their first two games. Whew. That's a team that looks like they're on a mission. And then they went ahead and lost to the Charlotte Hornets. Cool. Hey, it happens. It's because they knew that Michael Jordan was in the, in the <laughs> But I would say that Kevin Durant uh, looks like the old Kevin Durant. Who knows? Only, uh, you've only you've only had a sample size of him so far, and the big thing is injuries, of course. But uh, no, he's looked great, and uh, Irving's looked just as well as as he has. So if they can keep this up, the they'll probably end up being the favorite. I know that hurts your Laker pride, but uh, it's still very early in the season, even with a shortened season. But it's nice to see that there's some surprise teams and other ones, the Hawks, uh, the Orlando Magic. There's the teams Cavaliers. out there that are really, really putting on a show this year, and it's good to see that it's not the old, the old guard of the Lakers, Golden State. Even you could make the argument for the Raptors, even though they're having a bad start. Uh, it's nice to see that this young, these young upstart teams are really starting to put the pedal to the metal. Like one thing I would like to mention, which we bashed in the in the last episode, uh, was <laughs> it's the Cleveland Cavaliers. They they are three and zero right now. They, they are, are. They, which is surprising. And, I and they have the second best defensive rating. 
yes, which is like what? Ha ha what? <laughs> and and then they and then they won against the 76ers and it wasn't like two points well, went. They yes, beat them but by twenty four. Also, also let's put in perspective. They are they beat the Hornets and the Pistons. So like they've they've been playing well and beating the seventy sixers is impressive, but I will they keep this up? I doubt no, it. No, no. I, I don't think they can keep it up. But the thing is I don't think they're aiming for lottery this year. So I oh, guess God, the no. own, like, I guess the owner has finally woken up and be like, Oh, I guess lottery is not the place we want to be and let's be competitive because uh Garland and uh what's his name? Sexton, they are playing really really well at the moment and i hope they can keep it up uh one team which i am really disappointed in i want not the clippers it's not the clippers don't worry about it uh it's the chicago bulls oh so last night four of their main guys scored 20 plus points if four of your main guys your starting lineup scored 20 plus points you shouldn't be losing I feel that Chicago's cursed. Like ever ever since their run in the '90s, they've had glimpses of success, but it's been a rough go for the Chicago Bulls. And it's not like they don't have good players. Zach Levine is—he's not a superstar, but he's a star in the league. Like he averaged like 25, 26 points last year, and it's just—I don't know if it's coaching. I don't know if they don't have enough help. But the thing with help is. How can you give them help when they already have four really good players who pop off every night or every second night and you still can't win a game because you can't defend for hell? Like, you cannot defend anyone. Like, you lost to Golden State. The only players who, player who played well on the Golden State last night was uh, Steph Curry. He had oh, if I, was, if I was Steph Curry, I would be trying to set, like, records because nobody else on that team can shoot right now. So just any shot. You, you want to take a full court shot? You take that full court shot. Half court. You want to fire 33 pointers in a game, 40? Just do it. Like, you got nothing to lose. That team isn't going anywhere this year. So just just go for the gusto. Just try and set some records. As far as the Orlando Magic are, con- are concerned, they are 3-0 and right now. They beat uh, Washington Wizards twice, and they beat on another team. I forgot. I keep forgetting the name of the team. Let me find it. Uh... Oh, it doesn't show. Anyways, they are 3-0 and at the moment. They beat the Heat. Uh, they're 3-0 and at the moment. The one thing I like is former uh, number one overall draft pick, Markel Fultz, Flutz, whatever, however you pronounce his name. He scored 26 points last night. He looked like a guy who should have been picked up first. Like, he actually looks like a good NBA player. It's only it's, It was only once. It was It's only happened in one game. But I, I think he can do better. I think he can keep improving. And I think Orlando Magic has a good future because they have some really good players. They have uh, Fultz. They have uh, Isaac. Bonga or Jonathan Jonathan Isaac, who's a really good defender. He's hurt right now, so he's out. They have Vucevic, they have Fournier, they have Terrence Ross, who also scored 26 points. So I'm looking forward to what uh, the Magics can do. The Magics are a team which goes who goes to playoffs every year and then loses in the first round. They, they have one good game in the playoffs and then they lose all of it. So let's see what happens there. 
Yeah, and one last, more thing. One yeah. more thing. I think we're we're probably on the same page here. The last topic before we move on to NFL news, of course, is Mr. James Harden. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, it's hard to hate this guy because he just comes out and drops forty-four points like it's nothing. Um, he's making a case for why teams should trade for him. It just it's hard right now because there's there is a stigma around this man, and it's it's hard. I know that he has said, like, he's opened up his team, his list of teams. But if I was Brooklyn right now, I don't really know if I want to add him. I don't really want to screw with the flow that I have right now. Uh, he's added teams to his list. But, like, those teams, like, he's not going to go to an immediate contender. No. He's going to have to go to a team that is on the outside that I feel that he could really push them into a playoff position. But I don't know if any guaranteed playoff team is going to necessarily trade for him right now just based off of the circus that he is he surrounded himself with trade Siakam away oh god I'd love that <laughs> I'm not a fan yeah. of either guy but I'd trade Siakam for a bag of chips and a pile on at this point <laughs> um, but but no like Harden is Harden is still Harden he's one of those rare guys that can turn a game around by himself yeah uh, but his value his value is down right now I can understand if Houston just wants to keep him for the year, he'll probably make the playoffs because you made you. They scored 126 points with Harden and some bench players, so maybe maybe you ride it out, see how far this goes this year, and then you try and trade him in the off season and see if maybe maybe this whole COVID stigma around him is gone or that he's not a great team player. The problem is people teams just don't want to lose. They don't want to lose on a trade, and I clearly the Rockets don't want to lose, or else they would have dealt him by now. So I think what we'll end up seeing is him being on the Houston Rockets for the rest of the year, and then uh, probably trying to move him in the offseason because, you know, he could sit out. He's making so much money. I don't know how you sit out at 40-some million dollars a season, <laughs> but I don't think he's going to where he wants to go. Uh, I don't think... Any team has the pieces to get him. The only team I can think of is Chicago Bulls. They have some really good players. Zach Levine, Kobe White, Laurie, McCannon. But if they do that, they'll be basically trading away all their team. For, for one guy. That's not going to stay. He's, gonna, he's not going to stay. The problem is, like, yeah. you can trade for this guy. But yet, the, the Bulls aren't in the Raptor position when they got Kawhi. They weren't yeah. missing that one star. The Bulls yeah. need a lot of help. Yeah. So I like I, I thought of the Bulls as well, but it just doesn't make sense uh, for the Bulls to do that because, like LeBron, uh, they would be they'd be selling their soul for the next couple of years, and they're not in a position to go anywhere close to winning. So Harden would have to shoot fifty every game, and they could very well possibly still lose a majority of those games. What I would do is I'll go to Milwaukee Bucks. I'll say, okay, I'll give you John Wall and James Harden. For Giannis Antetokounmpo and take it. All right, let's 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 get away from the. No, 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 that's never gonna happen. That wouldn't happen in a billion years. I know, but look at look at the Milwaukee Bucks. They're playing like crap. Oh my god! Like they lost to. You can't lose to the New York Knicks. Oh, maybe, maybe, uh, maybe they can go to the Lakers and trade for LeBron and Davis and Kuzma, and maybe uh, throw in like a fifth round draft pick. Since we're Listen to me. Fan- we're you fantasy cannot, you cannot lose 
to the New York Knicks. All right. Well, before this NBA <laughs> talk goes right off the cliff, let's move on to the world's greatest sport, and that is American football. Uh, we are slowly getting to the playoffs here, and there's some teams that are really turning it on at the right time, and there's some teams that are just fumbling. My major fumbler of the week is the New York Jets. This team can't even lose right. They were in line for the first overall pick in the draft, which would end up most likely getting them Trevor Lawrence, one of the best quarterback prospects out of college in in a lot of years. But they somehow managed to stumble by beating the Browns, which the Browns are a playoff team. And uh, I don't know. That was an ugly, ugly, ugly game. Um, so now that first overall pick belongs to the Jacksonville Jaguars. While I will say that there is definitely some issues in that Jaguar head office, including ownership, um, it's much better for Lawrence because if he was to go to L- uh, LA, uh, New York, the big issue is he wouldn't be protected there. The media scrutiny would be out of control. And yes, you want to be in that big spotlight. You want to be like Dandy Joe Namath, but not everybody can handle that. And that's a bad team. That's a bad team, and you're going to take a lot of hits. And no matter how talented you are, if you have a bad line, that can really, really mess up your career. Uh, Andrew Luck had a bad line for the first couple of years. He ended up early retirement. Look at Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow was playing really well for a rookie. Did he take some hits unnecessarily on his own behalf? Of course he did. That's part of being a rookie. But that line did him no favors, and you end up with a broken leg. So, him... So... I would say that Jacksonville has a surefire number one pick and also the Jets keep being Jets. There's still a lot of talent in that draft. Being number two isn't the end of the world. The big thing is they need to fix they need to fix the head coach first. Clear clear that entire team. That team is nuclear waste. Try and get rid of it however you see necessary. But if we're looking at strictly on the field, you have to fix that line before you get your star quarterback because there's nothing that can be done. He will just get blitzed and blitzed and blitzed, and he'll end up injured. It's hard to say no to that sexy Ferrari, but sometimes you need to pick the pickup truck, and you just need to move on. So you could trade down if I was the Jets. Yeah, I'm not really sure. I'm not a big college guy, but if you can get get a lot of value for that pick and maybe pick up some offensive linemen and really build that line then next year, because this team isn't going to be good next year. You ain't making the Super Bowl. Uh, next year, you you go out and get a quarterback after your line is fixed. You fix some of the holes. You've let the head coach have a year, and you really, sh- the Jets get back to the limelight that the Giants have held forever. Um, moving on, uh, I don't I don't think you got to see many of the games this week. Did you, Tushar? Uh, no, I've been okay. So I'll I'll kind of run with this. Just uh, just smile and nod. Uh, so in terms of MVP, I would say that Aaron Rodgers is a surefire MVP this year. I never thought that I would be saying that. I thought it would be Patrick Mahomes for the next ten years, but Rodgers is playing lights out. Uh, watching him play is just phenomenal. Uh, the Packers are twelve and three right now, with only a season finale against Chicago left. So the Packers should steamroll the Bears. And I'm shocked. Rodgers is 37 years old and still lighting it up. And this is a guy that does have 
a couple weapons around him, but not nearly as many as some other teams have. And he's playing phenomenal. So good on him. I'm excited to see what this team does. Do I think that they have the firepower to beat out your uh, your Chiefs of the world? I don't think so, but it'll make for a really fun playoffs. I do have to give a shout out to my boy Tom Brady for really shaking off the rust and throwing four yep. touchdowns before halftime. That was an amazing performance. Uh, he's 40 years old, and he's still being able to do that. Does he come back next year? I would say it's almost a guarantee at this point. I would say that it might likely be his last year, but uh, hopefully they can do some make some noise in the playoffs. I don't see this team being a team that's going to win the Super Bowl. I think that's either going to be the Chiefs or the Packers. But if they do a good showing... Brady puts in another year. All of his weapons, I believe, are signed for another year. So you just got to kind of put it together, which they seem to be doing already. So if they can really grind out uh, some playoff wins and hopefully, hey, you never know. Once you, All you have to do is make the playoffs. Once you make the playoffs, anything can happen. I'm just trying to think of if there's any other big stories coming out of the NFL. I think it's just... Dolphins. The Dolphins. Oh, that was a crazy ending. That Dolphins Raiders game, those that last was, five minutes was that was awesome. Like that's some, how, that that's what I watch, and I'm like, holy, like what? That's, that's the awesome. kind that that's the kind of football that even as Tushar said, because he's not the biggest NFL fan. That's the kind of stuff that makes you go from not a fan to a fan. And yeah, like was, we're not talking about the quality of play, because yeah, you can make some arguments on either side, but that last five minutes was just. Insane. It was crazy. It was crazy. Insane. It was actually crazy. It's it's just the fact that uh, the guy, the other team, the guy from the other team held his helmet while he was throwing the ball, like like the like, ball, like how words, words do not describe how crazy <laughs> no. this is. Just go out and look for it. It's on YouTube, um, or NFL Game Pass uh, anywhere. But try and see it, because I know that a lot of people didn't go into with high expectations for that game. But that last five minutes saved the rest of the game. Don't even watch the rest of the game. Just see those last five minutes, because it'll really change your perspective on a lot of things. And uh, next week next week is week 17 for the NFL. It's not always the most exciting week. There's going to be some exciting games, but uh, overall, there's not a whole lot to get excited for. But, uh, no, it's going to be fun. And, of course, NFL playoffs, a lot of people say it's the most exciting playoffs there are because of how intensive one-game elimination is. So we'll be talking about it for sure in the weeks to come. And, finally, in, uh, in depressing news, uh, news that nobody really wants to, wants to hear, but, of course, we have to discuss it. Um, John Huber, I, believe, I hope that I'm saying that right, a.k.a. Brody Lee, in AEW or Luke Harper as he's best known in WWE unfortunately passed away I believe he passed away on Boxing Day and it's it's tragic it's something that you never want to hear about um, his wife made an announcement on Instagram that he died of a non-COVID-19 uh, related lung condition he's been getting He's been getting help from the Mayo Clinic, which is, of course, well-renowned for what they can do. So this this just just seems like a tragedy. Of course, he wasn't he wasn't your Hulk Hogan or your Steve Austin or John Cena, but uh, judging from the outreach from everybody that's worked with him within within the wrestling community, this man seemed like a saint. Uh, loved his family more than anything, and it's tragic. It's 
you never want to see anybody pass away this early, especially when they're they're really finding themselves in their profession, such as such as he was within AEW. But uh, there's been a lot of outreach. Some of the most heartbreaking ones that I've seen were from uh, from Bray Wyatt on his Instagram, as well as uh, Jericho posted some nice stuff, and even Biggie on Twitter. Uh, he but there's thousands out there from everybody who's worked with him. Just seems like seems like a hell of a guy, and uh, gone way too way too soon. Uh, I know that as myself, and you're also a wrestling fan too, Shar. Uh, do you want to touch on any any remembrance of some memories of, I guess, Luke Harper in your your wrestling world? Well, I like I said before we started the podcast. Uh, I heard the news a couple of days. I think it was yesterday they announced it, or the day before yesterday, and. I didn't believe it at first. I'm like, oh, they must be kidding. That must be just be like a like a storyline, you know, like WWE does that. Uh, I don't think they've ever done a death. Uh, well, it just in, they just burned the guy to death, kind of. So I, I just thought, oh, it might just be like a fake headline because they are. Well, the, that, the, the, right the fake headlines do hit Twitter very often. We'll yes. give you that. Yeah, so I, I was just I was just like, oh, it might not have happened. Then I looked into it. And I'm like, okay, this actually happened, and that's really, it's really messed up. Uh, because, uh, like I said before the podcast, I was like nine or ten when I uh when I first saw him on WWE. I, I think it was, I don't know if it's if it's Impact Wrestling or if it was Raw. It was it one would of have like, been it would have been Raw. I, I I think it was I think it was Raw. Like that was yeah. like ten years ago, but. Uh, and then I watched him, like all three of them, like Bray Wyatt, him, and the third guy. And they also had a fourth guy for a little while. They had like the whole Wyatt family. So a lot of memories involved with him and with WWE. Uh, like you said, gone way too soon. Uh, I hope he may rest in peace. I hope uh, uh, his family is doing well. Uh, he does have two little kids who are really cute. Uh, I hope they... I hope they lead a good life because he will be missed. It seems like he's there's he's got a, they've got a big support system around them. It, I don't think that the wrestling community will will just abandon them. Uh, I'm sure that there, there's a lot of heavy hearts out there, but those but the family will be well supported. Um, if anybody's interested in going back and maybe they haven't seen any of his any of his work or maybe just wants to revisit it, uh, he did have he did have a good run as the Intercontinental Champion, won it at WrestleMania. He had some big matches. Also, go back and look at his stuff in AEW. I know it's a very short period of time, but I believe that he did his best work there. He had a bloody brawl with John Moxley at uh, a Double or Nothing pay-per-view in May. Uh, some of his stuff on AEW, just on the television, even just promo work. Uh, you could really see that this was a guy that had success in WWE, but was destined for bigger things in AEW. I feel that he could have been a main eventer while he was already kind of main eventing, but really finding his stride and getting a championship run. But uh, as Tushar said, uh, gone way too soon. And just another reminder, uh, time is time will sneak up on you. So tell your family you love them. Hug your kids, hug your family. And just uh, just keep going on day by day and always doing your best. So I know it's a bit of a somber exit, 
Uh, but uh, we will be back next week uh, with more news, depending on everything that's going on. Uh, this episode will probably be going out a bit earlier due to the fact that uh, New Year's Day is on a Saturday. Not a Saturday, a Friday. Yeah. So a Tuesday. A Tuesday, in fact. Well, that's New, New, New Year's Eve. Eve. Yeah, yeah. But uh, Tushar and myself are both celebrating, socially distanced, of course. So we're not we're not breaking any rules. We're just having tiny separate separate uh, events with our, our chosen bubble few but uh, on behalf of tushar and myself we wish you an, a happy belated merry christmas a in advance happy new year 2020 has been rough 2021 will be better and on behalf of both of us have a good rest of your day and we will talk soon <laughs>